This is Wrestling for the Faith, a weekly podcast celebrating faith, family, and wrestling. And now, here are your hosts, Casey Cage and Chad Gunner Lale. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I'm Casey Cage. And I am Gunner, Chad Lale. I feel like I have a new name every week, and we have to just keep progressing. And uh, But Gunner, whatever. Maybe yeah. I'll just start saying Chad. I don't know. Chad Gunner, we, we just start doing uh, Gunner and Cage, or or uh, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. That's a good one. We say our say our whole names ever. I, I think people kind of know who we are uh, if they've yeah. been listening to the podcast for any amount of time. So uh, maybe we don't even have to say our names. I don't know. It's just kind of <laughs> it's just kind of become routine now. Gunner but, and Cage, uh, I like that. That's a good one. Yeah, but uh, it is <laughs> man, great week so far. Uh, good feedback off of last week's episode, and uh, I'm just I'm looking forward to what we're doing today. Um, yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be discussing knowing God, and yeah. uh, you know that's a big thing for a lot of people. I know a lot of people who know of Jesus, but they don't really know. Jesus. And I think that's a, a very important distinction that we need to make in our, in our, uh, in our lives. Absolutely. It comes down to that. Just, we talked about it many times, brothers, that relationship, you know, you can have the, uh, the Sunday morning church goer and then the rest of the week, not in the word. And then yeah. but you need to have that intimate relationship. we got to have that weekly, you know, that weekly going to the Lord, bro. Exactly. Before we dive in, though, I want to remind everybody, March 19th, we will be at Hope Championship Wrestling. That is at Rock Springs Church in Milner, Georgia. Bell time is 7 p.m. Uh, look up Unashamed Events, uh, Wrestle Church, and Hope Championship Wrestling on Facebook. Uh, you can contact them for tickets and more information on that. And just announced this week, uh, we will be indeed staying over and doing the uh, the service at 5 p.m. on March 20th there at Rock Springs Church. That's going to be me, you, and Jason Justice. And Lord knows what in the world we're going to be uh, getting into <laughs> on that thing. Oh, man, it may break into a, a Royal Rumble free-for-all there. <laughs> you got three three professional wrestlers and – uh, come to know the Lord. I'm looking forward to that, man. And I know it's, uh, it, it is, uh, it's really cool to have Jason by our side because everybody, anybody who listened to the episode with Jason and his story knows that man, his, his redemption story is just unbelievable. So I'm looking forward to what God's going to do. I think it's Holy spirit led. I know Marty Miller, the, the coordinator of it, it really was in prayer about it. We've been in prayer about it. He was like, you know what? Hey, that's how, uh, I mean, you got to think about that's how revivals start. Just some, I'm not going to say random, but just a little meeting that gets together and, and lo and behold, it ends up like, uh, you know, Brownsville revival lasted four or five years. Exactly. Exactly. That's man. That's, uh, you know, we were talking the other night and I'm, I'm at the point where I just want the move of God. And so, Amen. you know, if, uh, if the Lord starts moving and, and we got to shut down everything that we're doing just to continue in the flow of what he wants, then I'm ready to do it. I, I'm just so ready to be completely sold out and and not worried about uh, what's what's going on in every other area of life. I just want to focus on what he has 
uh, for us and for our families and and for the people of God, because I, I truly believe and I said this at the beginning of the year, I truly believe that that God's doing something special this year. I, I sure. really believe something's coming. Um, and I mean, it's just it grows in me every week. My spirit mm-hmm. is doing flips, man. I'm just I'm just so ready. It is so true, man. It's, it's, you know, uh, Jeremiah Johnson said it best. The time is ripe right now. And you got people searching for something. They're lost. They're, they're in the world. They don't know what they want. They're not happy. And bro, now is the time where the gospel can prosper even more. That's exactly right. Hey, also April 9th, you will be joining me at global wrestling ministries. Now there's a, there's a, a show at 7 p.m. But before that, uh, we will be doing or you will be doing a seminar uh, for wrestlers, referees, managers and anybody else involved in in the the business. Um, All are welcome to attend. um, And that fee is twenty five dollars. It's going to be from three to five p.m. there at the community center in McDonald, Tennessee. Um, I know a lot of the guys that I've talked to, you know, I, we've actually um, just started advertising it and I've already got, you know, several signed up and, and many are, <laughs> many are looking forward to getting your nutrition knowledge. <laughs> Dude, that's something, you know, I, I did seminars years ago leading up into, yeah. you know, trying to get a job at WWE and all this stuff. And it's something that, that uh, some of them would touch on. A lot of times it was just wrestling oriented, but I've always been the one that said, you, you know, look the part, like you don't have to be, you know, me 230 pounds or whatever, but huh. at least, you know, look the part. There's different styles of wrestlers, which is what I, you and I love about the eighties. You had a dusty road, you had a Rick Flair, you had a Ricky steamboat. There's yeah. just different looks. So once again, but just being healthy, man. So a lot of the guys for me, nutrition part, I can beat their brains about nutrition all day long, but I really, it's, I'm going to focus too on like, okay, in ring cardio, like you, you, because dude, it'll make you or break you. There's times where you're in front of a crowd and you got to go 30 minutes. That'll kill some people. And it's just being ready, being prepared, man. Cause you're giving these fans, uh, you know, their money's worth and that you want them to leave going and that guy give it 110%. So, yeah, that's one of the biggest things that I've always told uh, any of my trainees you can go to the gym and run 10 miles on a treadmill and get yourself into shape uh, to where you can do that and not even, not even take a deep breath. But when you get in the ring in front of a hot crowd, that cardio is completely different. In ring cardio is completely different than, than gym cardio. Oh, it'll humble you fast, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that is coming up on April 9th and anybody wanting to uh, reserve their spot for that seminar, uh, contact Global Wrestling Ministries on Facebook or Global Wrestling Ministries at gmail.com. Also, that Sunday after, now this is going to be at 4 p.m. at the McDonald Community Center. Uh, we're going to be doing a Wrestling for the Faith service. Yes. And come on. I don't really know that either one of us really know what that looks like yet. <laughs> We're walking by faith, literally. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. please spread the word, man. We, I, 
this is something that's been on Casey and, you know, we talked about it, bounced out bit back and forth. And we always, we always joke and say, well, look, the, the devil's never going to come in and say, oh, you guys should probably do a service. He's going to be the one that pulls back. But we've just felt led, man, to just call it and, and see what happens, dude. I'm super excited. Yeah. So that might be, you know, live podcast. We might do a Q and a, uh, you know, have some worship, uh, Lord, it might just break out in, in a full on revival. Who knows? But let's go just, uh, just mark your calendars for, uh, all of these events. And, and if you're in the area, please come and join us. It's, it's going to be a great time. I really feel like, uh, really feel like God is getting ready to kick some doors in and, and do some great things. So, uh, try to be, in, Amen. try to be at these shows, try to be in these meetings with us. Um, man, I'm just, I'm just so looking forward to, to what he's going to do. You got anything else before we jump in? The only thing real quick, keep promoting here. Uh, March 6th, um, my, my pastor friend, Benji Wham, that pastors the refuge of Merle's Inlet, um, South Carolina, I believe I'm going to be speaking at a, like an outdoor kind of family event that day. So March 6th, if you want some information on that, I'll be, I'll be tweeting it out and all that, but I'm looking forward to that, man. We're going to do, it's just a fun family day, but I'm getting a chance to share the word and go in and fellowship with these people. So that's my first, uh, first ministry opportunity back in a while. So I'm looking forward to it. Very good. Also, let me not forget this Saturday, February 26th, I'm going to be with living at ministries in Altamont, Tennessee, going to be at the Florence Scruggs Municipal Building at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. So uh, if if you're in the Altamont area, uh, try to get out and be with us in that one. Uh, we're praying and expecting God to do great things there. So uh, if you can, come check, come, come worship with us. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, brother, so we're going to talk about knowing God today. We're going to talk about what it means to know God. You and I really bounce uh, these ideas back and forth off each other, really what we're feeling led to go with this week, just knowing God. There's so much in the Bible that points us to this topic. You know, you got the names of God that gives us the, the, the these different names of who God is, what God does as a provider. Uh, you know, John 15, John 17, uh, John or first John four, God is love. Uh, but before we jump into that, I really wanted to, now I, I got this headline today and it kind of, I was like, man, this really leads into what it means to know God. And the headline is, and we're not going to go into a political rant, but I think this is very important for the, the, the body of Christ to think about. Communist China is reportedly rewriting the Bible and calling Jesus a sinner. Yeah. So if you, you know, we, I can post this article so, you know, you can read into it, but basically there's a example of what's going on here in this communist, communist Chinese party where they're taking John eight, seven through 11, where, you know, Jesus has the woman who was caught in adultery brought up to him. The Pharisees are trying to get her stoned and trying to do this and do that. Jesus bends down or draws a line in the sand or, you know, there's many speculations of what he wrote, yeah. but he says, let he who have not sinned cast the first stone. <clears throat> they all drop the rocks, kind of walk off. And then Jesus kind of brings her into his arms, basically forgives her. But this rewrite and this blew my mind of <laughs> this Chinese version of the Bible that they're rewriting the words was Jesus. Once all the Pharisees walked off, Jesus 
stoned this woman and then said these words, I too am a sinner. So they're taking the Bible out of, con- obviously out of context, rewriting it yeah. to, to, to match their political beliefs, the worldly views. And if you go to Revelation 22, I believe 18 and 19, if I'm not mistaken, it talks about, you know, the one who adds or takes away the yeah. words of the Bible. I mean, there's suffering, there's hell, like you'll be thrown into a, the pit of hell, basically. And I say all that just to say this, that when I was reading this, I was thinking, you know, there could be a time in America because we're very comfortable here as we talk about, yeah. you know, our sugar-coated gospel here, we're Sunday Christians or whatnot. There could be a time where they come in and start yanking our Bibles out of our hands, taking them off our cell phones, closing the church doors, taking yeah. all of our resources. You know, you already see it on certain websites where they're taking the Bible off out of stores. Um, uh, I can't find a Bible in Target anymore in my Target. I don't know if this is nationwide, but they're saying it's hate speech. They're saying it's it's full of, you know, uh, you know, anti-gay stuff and just all these other things, man. And it really leads me into what it means to know God. Right. And and when we dive into knowing who God is, it's so important that we're we're grounded in that word. You know, Casey, you and I talk about it, storing that word in our heart, right? Yeah. And I think what so I, I saw this. And uh, I can't remember the actual the author or what, but it said knowing God is not an optional part of our Christian life. It is our Christian life. Yeah. Yeah. You, so the knowledge of God, knowing God, intimacy with God, it really boils down to like, where do we stand with that, dude? Like you and I talked about years ago, how we were just that Sunday Christian that kind of walked in the path of Sunday. And then the Bible was never opened up through the week. That's not truly knowing who God is. And I have a bunch of uh, some, some scriptures here. I'd like to run through later on as we're going out, but um, what do you have to say? What do you, got, what do you want to say? Well, uh, one thing on that article, when you sent it to me today, I, it, it just blew my mind. And the one thing, and I know that some of the people who have come against us in the last couple of weeks on the episodes that we have done um, who don't like uh, what America stands for and don't like what the Bible stands for. And they try to find something uh, that, you know, can they can try to use to uh, to distort the Bible. But the biggest thing about this with uh, the Chinese Communist Party, and this is really with any communism, um, they don't want you to be free. They want you to be under the rule of communism under the rule of the dictator and the Bible teaches freedom, you know, even for, even for God. And this is something going into the knowledge of God and knowing God. This is something that a lot of people don't understand. God does not force us to live for him. Yep. He, he, from, from the very beginning, he gave Adam free will and, you know, Adam chose uh, to, to sin. You know, he chose to go against God's word. So nowhere has God ever tried to force us into loving him or serving him. Um, he, he's always given us free will. And so communism, and you can even say socialism. I, I know a lot of people here in America are they're they're all about socialism and it drives me crazy. I mean, look at look at what's going on in Canada. Look at what's yeah. going on in Hong Kong. All of this stuff, socialism is just a a, a 
a sugar-coated word for communism. It, it's all going to lead to the same thing. And sure. so, um, but what they don't want is the true word of God. That's why they're trying to distort. They're trying to change the Bible because the Bible teaches freedom and they don't want anybody to be free. No. And it says in this article right here, all of this, this, this journalist, I'm pulling it up. Give me a second. I technology here. Um, the journalist speaks about this, this issue for the Chinese communist party is control. It's always about control. You think this, I mean, you look at, back in the times of Paul or Nero. And then you look at as times went on all these different kind of dictators who all they wanted for was control. They, they would take, they would take the, uh, the Bible or the word and twist it into certain things, or obviously they wouldn't, they didn't believe in God, many of them. But I mean, we see that now how that, that the, the Chinese are taking from what I've heard some, uh, I'm pretty sure this is accurate. They're taking the, the Bible app off of the phone over in China, all Apple devices, everything wiped out. And it just makes you think, man, like, <clears throat> where do we stand in America? Cause I am a firm believer that we're not, we're not, we talk about COVID was just the start of this. We're two years deep into this COVID stuff, you know, two years deep. And we see it's really ruffled a lot of feathers but I, I believe this is the start of something even more, something more where they're starting to, you're going to see they're starting to attack our Christianity, attack our churches, freedom of speech, all this other stuff. And I think what's happening in China, dude, is going to start to filter over this way. And we're going to have to be prepared. That's where the, the, these weak minded, and man, I'm not calling names when I say this, because look, I, I, I have a lot of growth as well to do. You know? yeah, Lord yeah. knows that. That's a, and that's what we're going to talk about today, knowing God daily relationship with him, but <clears throat> these weak-minded Christians, that's why they're falling away from the faith. That's why they're saying, Oh, I don't believe in this God anymore because all of this is happening. Well, that's what's wrong is you got this, this oh, man, this sugared gospel that's being preached where everybody's comfortable. But then you got com- countries like China. We talked about it last week who are uh, rewriting the Bible, Chinese um, Christians are, are being yanked out of their homes or Bibles being taken out of their homes. You got, I saw a video today of Ukraine, which is basically in a wartime situation right now. And my buddy sent me this video of this Ukrainian Christian church, like just worshiping like crazy. And I was like, bro, that's incredible, man. You know, so that's what these people know. God, this isn't something I mean, they're facing war they're facing persecution. That's knowing God is is sitting in his love, sitting in his presence. And that's what Jesus talked about in John 17, man. Eternal life comes from knowing God, knowing his son. You know, he prayed for us. And, and um, I got John 15, 11 here where it talks about uh, that my joy may be in you. It's, and I put, it's standing in the same relationship as Jesus and his father. Jesus was the prime example of what it was to lean into the father, to constantly um, be devoted to his father, be devoted to the love, be devoted to knowing who the father was. And I mean, dude, he, he gave us a prime example as he taught his disciples, like, this is what love is. God is love. And knowing God is knowing his son and, and like having that, that, that relationship I'm, I'm rambling on. I apologize. No, but you got, so I looked up the word and I talked to a pastor friend a few months back, pastor Billy, good brother of mine, a mentor. And he talked to me about this, knowing God thing is really what sparked it in my, my spirit lately is, and he said that, that to know in Greek is Gnosko. I, I might yes. be slaughtering that, but it's so Gnosko in the Greek, it, you know, we may know of someone, Come on. you and I can sit here and talk and say, okay, I know that so-and-so 
uh, that we wrestle with. Like we know of that person. Yep. You know, we can say that guy likes fishing, that guy likes this, that guy likes that, but do we really know that person? And to know in the Greek was to have this kind of knowledge involved in building an intimate relationship with a person. It's, it's you, your wife, you know, me and my wife, it's getting to know them inside and out. That's what it means to know God, man, not to know of God. Oh, we know of God. We know God's good, God's love, whatever it is. Do we know God? Do we have this intimate relationship, bro, where we sit and I got to get better about it. Lord knows where we sit in his word and sit at his feet and we're laughing, we're crying, we're whatever, raising our hands. That's this intimate relationship, bro, that we have to long for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that word Gnosko, I, I heard that uh, a few years ago and it, it really gave me an understanding. And that's that's something that the people need to understand, because I, I've always said that once I heard that and once I started to understand what it actually means, like you were saying, you know, your wife yeah. in a way that I don't know her. Right. I know my wife in a way that you don't know her. You know, it's that that intimate, deep, personal connection. And that's what that's the relationship that God desires for each of his children to have with him. We are to know him on that level. And one of the one of the scariest verses. uh, I'm going to read Matthew chapter seven, uh, just real quick, uh, beginning at verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. See, I mean, that's that's deep because this is talking about this is it looks like this is talking about church people. This is people yeah. who saying, hey, I was uh, I was sitting on the pew every time the doors were open. I was I was leading worship. Some of them I was even preaching. I was I was proclaiming your word, but they never truly had that personal relationship with Jesus. And that's what it's all about. It's not about religion. It's not about going to church. Um I don't care what some denominations tell you, uh, going to church, it, it does not save you. Being a part of a certain church or a certain denomination does not save you. Uh, going to a priest does not save you. Uh, you know, I could get off on a tangent on, on all that stuff, but, but Come on. you need to understand that's not knowing God. We have to, we were given the responsibility to know God on a personal level. And that is, that's what Jesus did. He came to reconcile that relationship, man back to God. And now he is our mediator. And, and we have that relationship through Jesus with the heavenly father. It's not just a, it's not just going to church and, and so many people are just so blind, uh, blinded by different doctrines and everything and think, oh, well, if I'm just a good person and I, I go to church on Sundays and I, I go and confess and do this and I'll be all right. That's not it. We have to have a personal 
one-on-one intimate relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And I'm so thankful, dude, that I was raised in a church when I was a kid and saved in the same church where they taught me this because I going into my twenties, didn't live this way. Early thirties did not live this way, but I had this seed planted in me at an early age to where once I had this revelation, like the Lord, basically Holy spirit kicked me in the gut and, and <laughs> gave me the stone cold stunner and stood over <laughs> me and said, you better straighten yourself up or I'm going to stump a mud hole in you. I, I, I had this seed planted in me years ago that made me realize, man, it's not like I thought I knew God. No, I, I knew of God. You know, I, I didn't, dive into the scripture where Jesus is talking about, you know, uh, his, his relationship with the father yeah. and how he was teaching here. And, um, Lord, where's it at? Give me one minute. Uh, I got it written down. I, I lost it. I'll find it in a minute, but basically he, he's, he's, he's praying to the father, like show, show these who are following me, this love that I have for you yes. by my example. You know, we, we see that. I mean, Gosh, man, he just teaches us the, the like what it means to have this true knowledge of God. And and I want to read because uh, I've been sitting in it, man, and you and I have talked about it a little bit. So for some reason, Proverbs two, um, like it's it's just called the, my my Bible has a headline. It's called the value of wisdom. And I read out of the ESV. Uh, I'm gonna go verse one through seven, and then skip down to verse ten. But it says, "My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you." making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Verse three. Yes. If you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding verse 10 for wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. It's like, man, it's just so rich to me. I've been sitting on that. Like I'll read it during the day. I'll read it at night when I lay in bed and I'll just go, Lord, what does this mean? Like, what are you saying? And it's basically saying like, we need to seek after Jesus said it, seek, knock, find. Uh, there's another one I got written down here. Um, man, I got so many notes. I'm all over the place. My bad. <laughs> Let us seek then to know God as he has revealed himself to us through the pages of scripture. Mm-hmm. Like you, you sit here in Proverbs two and you look at this and he's, he's saying, may our ears be attentive to wisdom, inclining our heart to understanding. And then verse three, it says, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, you know, understanding the knowledge of God, um, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. And some people look at this word fear and go, Oh, I got to you know, be scared of God. Of course we know God's all powerful. Like, yeah. you know, he has mighty power, but this is like an, a respect, just an all in his presence and an all for who he is. And that's bro. that we, we can never fully, as it says, in Ephesians three, truly comprehend the love or the wisdom of God. It's just too deep, exactly. too high, too wet. Like there's no possible way, but, we can start to sit at his feet and go, Lord, teach me mm-hmm. as much as you can. And we just sit in that, bro. And, and it's a, an emotional ride. I mean, there's been nights in prayer where I'm just, it's an emotional ride for me, dude. And, and you've been there before things happening that, you know, it's just the Lord's revealing things through scripture. And that's what's so amazing is that's what it means. He reveals himself through the pages of scripture. You got people, me years ago, man, I never hear from God. Like God never talks to me all this, all this. Well, Romans one says like his, his proof of his existence is all around us. First of all. Yeah. And when I, when someone says that to me, I always go, when's the last time you opened your Bible? Exactly. And they'll go, uh, it's been a while, man. Open your Bible. God speaks 
from Genesis to Revelation, he's speaking just these amazing words. And that's where that knowledge starts. We're not going to gain knowledge. If you go to school to be a doctor, you can't study one day and expect to get your PhD or doctor or whatever you get. Amen. I don't know any of that stuff. You know, you got to study. You got to be in the word. You got to be in that word. You're just the same with God. But this is the, the like, this is our foundation. This is our, and I got this wrote down here, first Peter two, two and three, and I won't read it, but it basically talks. He talks about that spiritual milk. And I put in order to grow deeper, we must drink in the word. God gave us the milk. Yep. So we need to drink it. And that milk is the word. That's our nourishment. Dude. We need to be like babies and go to the Lord with a childlike manner. Dude, Amen. There. Amen. And the, the more I tell people this all the time, there's going to be times you're going to open your Bible and you're going to read and it's going to be like, you know, so, yeah. yeah. And then there's going to be times where you open your Bible and you read chapter after chapter, after chapter, after chapter, and you feel like you're not comprehending, you're not getting anything. And it's, but sure. I'm telling you, the Bible says, hide the word in your heart. And mm. so many times I have, I have read stuff that I didn't feel like I was comprehending and didn't, didn't feel like I was getting anything out of it. And then I would be randomly talking to somebody one day and they would be talking about a situation that they were going through and the Holy spirit just start bringing all of this stuff to my, to my memory. And I just start speaking this stuff that was hidden in my heart, all this stuff that I didn't feel like I was getting anything out of, but it was hidden in my heart. I want to go back to that word a minute ago where you were talking about fear, that word fear, uh, it is. It's talking about reverence. It's talking about respecting God, right. uh, not being afraid. He don't want. We need to understand, like you said, that God is almighty. He's all powerful. Um, but we're, we're not supposed to be afraid. He is our loving, merciful, gracious, heavenly father. And this uh, Lamentations three. Mm. Beginning at verse 22, this this shows us the love of our father. It says through through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him to the soul who seeks him, man, we've, we talk about it all the time. There's been so many times that we've messed up. Uh, it would be, it would be impossible to, to, to count, but his, his mercies are new every day. And when I want to say this too, when you repent for something, it's gone. God, 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 gets rid of it. You know, he's not remembering it. So many times we, we get focused on, on things that we have, where we have failed in the past. And we just continue to allow the enemy to condemn us and drag us down and beat us over the head with this stuff. And I heard a preacher say it one time and, and he said he was praying and he he had had a a big failure in his life, uh, you know, like a decade previous. And he was praying and he's like, Lord, I, I, 
I'm so sorry for that. I'm so sorry for that. You know, please forgive me. And he said, the Holy spirit spoke to him and said, son, why are you bringing up stuff that I have chosen to forget when you repented? And I said, you were forgiven. It was gone. So that's, there's another place of freedom. There's another place of us knowing our heavenly father, his, his mercies are new every day. That don't, that don't just give us a license to go out and, and sin willfully and live however we want, but, but he loves us. And once that Holy spirit is living in us and we come to the knowledge of God and we are cultivating this intimate relationship with him. We don't want to go out and sin on purpose. We mess up from time to time, but we don't have, we don't want to mess up on purpose. It's because we know the love of our father and the closer we get to him, the more we know him, the more we allow him to pour into us, then the more uh, those sins and those things that used to burden us and those those hang-ups that we used to have we'll look back six months from now and realize that those things have not been a hindrance to us in lord knows how long right right that's coming into that true personal relationship with our heavenly father dude my wife and i talked about it today things that we used to enjoy one drinking and partying uh for me uh pornography Yep. You know, I'm not ashamed to admit it because there's people out there that's listening right now that's dealing with that. Yes. You can break that from you. It is a bondage of the enemy. You can be delivered from that. But there's so many things her and I were talking about. And it's just like, those things don't appeal to us anymore. Like we, you know, one, want to be good, godly parents that lead our daughter in the right way. Um, the, the, the church, the word, just being better Christians has filled our minds a lot more. And, and so exactly what you're talking about, dude. Nothing like I have no urge when I walk into a sports bar to get a burger with a family member to man, I really would like a beer. Like there's no urge there anymore. There's no urge for me to, and I'm not down. And I'm not saying guys don't watch a movie. We've talked about this a thousand times with your wives. I, I have no urge to sit on the couch and watch TV anymore. I, I there's music that I don't listen to anymore because it fills my mind with nonsense. And that's what happens when you start to seek God with all your heart. And I look, I got so much scripture running through my brain right now, dude. It's like overload. Praise God. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Jeremiah 29, 13 and you know, Jeremiah 29, 11 is, is a super popular one. People go to for, I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, you know, uh, to give you future and hope, but P- Jeremiah 13, 29, 13, man, I, I, I was heard it today or I read it today. And it says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Yes. Dude, and I go to John 17. I'm all over the place, I told you. John 17, 3. Jesus is the high priestly prayer, as it's called. He's praying for the disciples. He's literally praying for you and I right yeah. now listening to this podcast. <laughs> you, you know, John says in, in, in John 17, 3, Jesus says, and this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And I wrote my Bible. I don't even remember when, but right up under that where it says, they know you. I wrote to truly know, to truly have a relationship with God. Dude, I don't know, man. I can, we can, we can have a two hour episode about this because I got something else I want to talk about in a minute, but we, 
Like that's what it means is Jeremiah 29, 13. You seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. When I was pursuing my wife, I sought after her. Yeah. I, I pursued her. I went after her with all my heart because I had this, this affection where I was like, man, I really like this woman eventually became love, fell in love, got married, had a kid, whatever. But that's what Jesus is saying, dude. Like we have to have this intimate, like seeking after of him because he, he is the, like the bride and the bridegroom as it talks about revelation. He's coming back for the bride, right? He's coming back for his, his believers, his, his lovers, the ones who love him, who, who, Oh my God, Lord, he's just coming back for us. If we, if we're seeking him and, and we truly know who he is, man, he truly know what it stands for, what God, who God is, the knowledge of God, God's heart, where God's heart is. When I pray, I pray often, Lord, break my heart for what breaks yours. And there are many times that things pop up into my mind where I'm like, I never thought about that before praying for Israel. Yeah. You know, we have to be lovers of Israel. Like that's the Holy land. That's, that's where it all started. And that's where it's all going to end, you know? And it's just these things that I never thought about years ago that the Lord's laid on my heart over the you know, past year that just make me start to realize like he's showing me what knowledge is. He's showing me what it means to know him, yes. uh, to have that intimate relationship with him, bro. And that's, it's a contagious thing. And that's what is so good to be around a brother like yourself. And we talk about this all the time. If you don't have a a, a sister or a brother that you can confide in that, that has the same or even stronger relationship with God, which is even better sometimes because yeah. they, they can pour into you, find that person, find that person that pours into you, that helps give you life, helps show you who God really is and what they've done, man. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, you know, you've got to, uh, you've got to surround yourself with people. Um, and, and a lot of times, you know, when you when you come into this, there's a lot of people who uh, are Christians or claim to be Christians. But when uh, when you come into this place and, and I almost feel like this, I, I had some people who said, you know, they prayed for me while I was living in the world. You know, they prayed for me to to come to Jesus and, and you know. Oh, we prayed for you and prayed for you and prayed for you. And I, I'm thankful for that. But uh, then you kind of come into this deep personal relationship and they're kind of like, mm, yeah, I don't know, you're kind of yeah. fanatical. Uh, you know, you're, you're a little, little radical, you know, I mean, you know, come on. I wanted you to come to church. I, I didn't want you to be correcting me. And, yeah. you know, I've been a Christian for 50 years, brother. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but and so where I was going with that is, is sometimes there's, when you come into this deep of a relationship with Jesus, your circles are going to get smaller. Um, you know, I, I have acquaintances, um, mm -hmm. you know, that I'll, I'll talk to when I run into them or, you know, an occasional text or call or something. But, but as far as friends, man, I, I'm, I, I've got very few, very, very few. And I mean, it's, it's the, the closer I come uh, to Jesus, it's like those who, those who are not ready to dive in, like, like he's pulling me in, you know, they just kind of, they just kind of distance themselves. And so, 
But you've got to you need to find those people who are encouraging. You need to find those people who are who are pushing you and cheering you on and saying, yeah, man. And I mean, man, like our relationship, constantly texting each other. Bro, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just um, amazing. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've got to have that. It, it's a major help and an encouragement to grow in your relationship with God. But Lord, we could talk about, we could talk about <laughs> God's one thing that I just want to get. I want people yeah. to understand. I said, and I, I've said this before, but I feel like it needs to be said. I went to the altar and said a prayer when I was 14. Yeah. I repeated a prayer, uh, the sinner's prayer. And I cried and I blew snot all over the altar. And <laughs> I, I wrote it in my Bible um, that I was saved. And I even got water baptized. And I'm thankful for those experiences. But at the age of 26, when I truly had that radical encounter with Jesus, there was something completely different. Oh yeah. I did not want the things of the world. I came out of an all night drunk, woke up and the burden from the night before was so deep and, and so, uh, so burdening me, weighing me down and, you know, all day I tried to deny it. And I was man anxiety. That was like my first, my first stint with anxiety. I mean, this stuff is just that it was that conviction. And what it was, is I was not submitting to that conviction. So the sure. Lord was just like, okay, you want this burden? I'll let you have it. <laughs> and yeah. so I, when I had that radical encounter with Jesus on that day, um, I was changed. I did not want to go back. I didn't want the alcohol. I didn't want the women. I didn't want all the garbage that I had grown accustomed to. And that was a part of my life. I not saying that I've never failed again, never sinned again, but from that moment, I wanted to be different. And it wasn't because I was afraid of God. Here's, here's a key. Here's a key. So many people try to obey the rules of religion because they're afraid of the hand of God. Yeah. yeah. But in, instead, I was not afraid of the hand of God. I did not want to displease God. It was not that I was afraid of his punishment. I had just got so radically transformed in that moment that I wanted, I did not want to do anything that did not please God. So that tells me that what happened to me at 14 and then what happened at 26 was two different encounters. I thank God for what happened at 14. I thank God for the church that I grew up in and the family and the, and the church family that, that I, I was around and that, that sowed seeds into me. Uh, but 
I can say that what happened to me at 14 was not true salvation because I never truly desired to have that relationship with Jesus. The Holy Spirit was never really drawing me into becoming a new creation. At 26, I was changed radically. I mean, mind, body, soul, I wanted something different. And so there's a lot of people out there who who say, well, you know, I've I've repeated the prayer or I've got water baptized. Um, But if you are not being drawn into a deep personal relationship with Jesus, you need to check yourself. Dude, dude. Amen. Uh, One thing I, before I forget here, we talk about that radical transformation and the same thing happened to me at at 17. I went to the altar, gave my life to the Lord, uh, was on fire for so long and then fell into the world. And I'll try to do this without being emotional, but I went back to the same church that I grew up in. My grandfather built fifties in October of 2019. I believe it was November, maybe. And I got to preach in that pulpit, dude. And at the end of that, I, we did a prayer, the pastor led prayer. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to go back to that same spot. dude. Mm hmm. And I went back to that same spot and I knelt down. I remember the same exact spot because it's not a big church, you know? And there was a difference then because there was this transformation in a man. And there's a picture of my daughter in my arms and my dad standing over me um, in the same spot, you know? And I remember when I gave my life to Christ at 17, my dad came and was just weeping with me, dude. But there was a different feeling in 2019 because I didn't just know of God. Yeah. I knew, I knew God, right. I knew Jesus. I knew my savior and I got good. I got through that without bawling, but think of John, John 21. We've been talking about some transformation here. Peter, Peter walked with Jesus. Okay. Mm -hmm. He knew this man, Jesus, right? Yeah. He knew him. He knew of him. Uh, but I, I seem to think he did not know him intimately. And the reason I say that, and I'm not making things up, this is where I felt like he denied Christ three times. Jesus told him he would. We go into John 21, where he appears to the disciples. And I believe we see here where true, uh, Peter was truly transformed and came into the presence of knowing Jesus, this intimate relationship that transformed Peter, obviously, because in Acts, we see he filled with the Holy Spirit. They're the ones that just started this, this first unbelievable revival. Yeah. And it says in verse seven, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put out his, he put on his outer garment for he was stripped for work and threw himself into the sea. Now I think about this dude, Peter, Jesus was crucified. He denied Christ. He, he, he basically went back to his lifestyle. He went back to being a fisherman. He had given up. He didn't know what to do. And we see right here though, that when he got on land, Jesus had, uh, you know, fish cooked for him and all these other things. Peter has this amazing conversation with him. You can read it all through, you know, uh, John 21, but man, what I really believe happened there was Peter was transformed and came to know and have this intimate relationship with this Jesus that he had walked with. You know, yeah. he knew him. He saw these miracles. Um, 
But man, he, that's what it was, was Peter was just transformed by this amazing abiding. He learned how to abide. He pro- Peter probably learned that day what John 15 was about, abiding and dwelling and sitting in the presence of the risen Christ at that moment. Yeah. And that transformed a man and that can transform anybody out there listening because it's transformed me. It's transformed Casey, so many other people. It's just this unbelievable relationship with God and seeking him, knowing him and knowing that he's going to, he's going to reveal himself to you. Amen. This thing ain't boring, man. <laughs> no, man. We talk about it. This I, I've, I've heard people getting bored with their Christianity. If you're getting bored, you're not being spirit led. And right. I mean, because being led by the spirit, it, you're constantly growing. You're constantly going deeper. You're constantly moving forward. Um, I heard it said before, uh, if you are sitting stagnant, then you're, you're not in the will of God uh, because God has no reverse gear and he has no stop. He's constantly moving forward. Dude, and so amen. our relationship, yeah, we'll go through wilderness seasons. We'll go through times where we feel like uh, the father is distant, but those seasons are just a, a testing of our faith to grow us and help us. But, but I'm talking about if you are purposely uh, sitting and becoming stagnant just because you don't want to move forward, you're not in the will of God. I heard the, the spirit say to me last week, I believe I was at church and I don't have a clue why uh, there, I believe it was during worship, but the, I don't recall the song saying anything about the wilderness or anything, but the, the spirit spoke to me and said, is your wilderness self-inflicted? Yeah. Come on. You know, so have you chosen the wilderness or has the wilderness chosen you? That's yeah. two different things. You know, the the spirit will lead us into wilderness seasons when we are following him. Um, and those are, like I said, to grow us. But we will choose sometimes to put ourselves in a wilderness because we're refusing to follow the leadership of the spirit spirit saying, go here, do this. Or he's saying, Hey, it's time to cut this off. It's time to get rid of this. You need to get rid of these people. You need to come out of this crowd. You need to, you know, whatever it is. And you're like, Oh no, 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 no. I want to keep this Lord. I want to do this. I don't want to do that. You know? And so, uh, that's, that's something that we need to, that we need to remember, but, Man, this Christian walk is not boring. If we're if we're uh, if we're being spirit led, we're we're growing and we're always moving oh, yeah. forward. That's right. That's right. If you're bored, uh, means you're doing something wrong. You're doing something wrong because I went through a spiritual battle a few weeks ago, and it wasn't a long one. Thank the Lord, because I've heard of people going through long spiritual attacks. And man, I mean, every days I woke up and I talked to Casey about this. Like, dude, I I didn't want to get in the Word. I didn't want to pray. It's the last thing I want to do. I was being attacked. But I, I would, I would sit in the word, whether it be pondering on one verse, whatever, 
And and I came out of it and I, I look at it and I go, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Cause it taught me like, even in those little dry spills, we think we're in the wilderness there or whatever you talk about being stagnant and you may have brought this, this kind of picture you painted one time. I think it was you where you got a bucket full of water. It's just sat there. It's just stagnant and nasty and moldy. Well, yep. it's going to stay that way unless we start adding some fresh water and clean it out. So every day right. we got to add that fresh living water, man. That's where it comes into that. Just knowing God. And, and I got, four little things written down here that, you know, I guess points, whatever we want to call them, but things that we can do to deepen our relationship, grow. And this is daily stuff, man. This is, you know, this is being in scripture, prayer, church. Cause some people now are like, Oh, I can just do online. Oh, to, do, to me, that's garbage. Yeah. I'm glad we have that resource because I have to do it sometimes with traveling or whatnot, but you have to be in church and around the body of Christ. And it's yeah. just, especially if you've got a church, you know, like mine, like Casey's that's built on prayer, built on like, okay, we, we are in these times of a revival of this awakening. Uh, you have to be in that. And then number four, which to me is, is, you know, all of it seeking God, as it said in Jeremiah 29, 13, seek me with all your heart. And you'll find me. He's not going to hide himself. Yeah. Jesus said in revelation three, that he stands at the door knocks. Amen. Now, he didn't say he didn't say I'm going to stand here and knock four or five times and I'm going away. Dude, when I read that verse, I think of for um, even past my 17 years of being saved all the way to I was 36. When I finally checked, the Lord checked me. He stood at the door, and knocked continuously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I can feel it in my heart. We talk about that conviction. I can feel it. He doesn't give up on us. Amen. He will not give up. He says, seek, knock, find. He stands at the door, knocks, and he's waiting on us to open it so he can come in and dine with us. And you look real quick. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. But when you invite someone into your home, there's a hospitality aspect. When you invite someone into your home, most of the time, that is probably a close friend that you're bringing in with your family. You know, there's some aspects where we're bringing a stranger to, to whatever, show them hospitality, show them God. But you're bringing this person in to get to know your family. You don't bring a person to your dinner table and just sit there and eat, never talk. That is an area where relationships are built. Amen. So he says, I'll come in and dine with you. Bro, Jesus wants to know you. He wants to know your heart. He wants you to love him and know his father like he knows his father. That's it, man. We could probably sit and talk about this for hours. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how long we've went, but, but man, oh, I, who cares? You know, <laughs> I just know that I know this is a, a you know, a big topic that that yeah. the church and that that people need to understand. So, you know, we could sit and talk about this forever, but. Um, I believe we've I believe we've said quite a bit, and and yes. Um, I believe it'll be a blessing to people. So, um, man, you got anything else? (laughs) I don't, man. I don't just, uh, man, no, I think I'm, I'm good. Just, uh, you know, maybe, maybe a little shout out to, to our, our friends, uh, um, over at the after amen podcast, they always put us on their blast. I'd love for you guys to check them out, man. They got some good, great Holy spirit filled conversations. Uh, check out Death and Defiance. They got the Gunner merchandise store open up. We're going to be working on some wrestling for the faith merchandise. We still got those hats, wristbands, 
And, uh, you know, we're taking that man and we're trying to build a, build a ministry with it. So whatever you guys feel led to donate or anything like that, Casey can spit out the the Venmo and cash out, but we're wanting you to know, we're going to take that money and we're, we're trying to just, we're trying to further our ministry with it and, and share the gospel. So just know that you are contributing to that. Amen. And that, uh, those, uh, if you feel led to donate, Venmo is at wrestling for the faith and the cash app is the dollar sign wrestling for the faith. Uh, the after amen podcast, that's, that's something too. Um, the last couple of weeks they have been talking about like religion versus relationship. So that kind of ties yes. into this episode. So be mm-hmm. sure to uh, go give them, go give them a subscription and, and check them out. And, uh, you know, maybe listen to this episode and go back and listen to their two the past two weeks because I'd say it'll fall in line. I've I've not. Uh, I'm going to go back and listen to them again and just see exactly how yeah. we, <laughs> we we went in a circle here. But uh, yeah, sir. Amen. All right, guys. We thank you so much for listening. If this was a blessing, please share it. Let people know about wrestling for the faith. Um, if you have questions, thoughts, comments, prayer requests. Praise reports. Yes. Uh, you can email us wrestling for the faith at gmail.com. And we love you and we thank you for being with us. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at Real Casey Cage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith.